1MDB has sparked embezzlement and money laundering investigations across One of the biggest corruption scandals the world has ever seen. What may be the biggest financial scam in the history. Number of corrupt 1MDB officials treated this public trust as a personal bank account. Follow us as we bring you into the courtroom where the biggest financial scandal in Malaysian history is being heard. By the Malaysian Insight, this is the Najib Razak 1MDB trial, and I'm Patrick Teo. Deutsche Bank Malaysia Berhad, DBMB, was pressured to accelerate a 1 billion US dollar remittance order to meet former Prime Minister Najib Razak's deadline, a banker told the Kuala Lumpur High Court today. Jacqueline Ho Yek Wan, the former managing director at DBMB, said Casey Tang, the former executive director of 1MDB, had told her that the remittance had to be done by 4 p.m. on September 30, 2009. was informed that the matter was important as it was part of a government-to-government -government deal that Najib was going to announce in a press conference. It is Tuesday, June 21st, and Najib's 1MDB trial resumed with a banker on the stand. Najib is standing trial for corruption over the misappropriation of 2.28 billion ringgit of 1MDB funds. He faces 25 charges, 4 of abuse of power and 21 of money laundering, allegedly committed between 2011 and 2013. Today, the court heard about how a 1 billion US dollar remittance was rushed by 1MDB management and the identity of the recipients were concealed. The 1 billion US dollars was supposedly for a 40% stake in the 1MDB Petro Saudi joint venture, and Najib had wanted to make an announcement about it. Tang requested that DBMB execute the fund transfer as soon as possible, Ho said in her witness statement. Tang continued to persistently press upon DBMB again that DBMB needed to speed up the money transfer process as the then Prime Minister Najib wanted to hold a press conference on the 1MDB joint venture with Petro-Saudi International Limited, PSI, she said. Ho said Tang had told her that the transaction was also very important as it involved a government-to-government, G2G venture. Tang is said to be a close associate of businessman Low Tech Joe or Joe Low and is currently on the Interpol red list. Najib's lawyer, one Aizuddin, one Muhammad, however, raised an objection to this particular testimony, saying that it was hearsay. Under cross-examination by one Aizuddin, Ho said Tang told her about the urgency on September 30th and had even waited at the DBMB office while the remittance was being executed. Did this purported representation motivate you to undertake the transaction as soon as possible? Aizuddin asked. Ho said it did not, as the transaction would have been completed on September 30th regardless. Yes, and no, we would have done it that day anyway. For USD transactions, we would finish by 5 p.m. But I asked the operations people to prioritize this transaction, she said. The remittance would not have been delayed to the next day, for sure. 
there was clear instruction from 1MDB to send it on September 30th. The 1 billion US dollars was eventually remitted around 3 p.m. that afternoon. Ho verified that Najib had indeed made the announcement of the joint venture project. Around 4 p.m., I checked for the article online. I passed it to the compliance department as part of the documentation to say that this is what the client has represented and an announcement was made, Ho told the court. Ho, who is the prosecution's 30th witness, said in her statement that the 1MDB board had agreed for the 1 billion US dollars to be remitted in one transaction, with the beneficiary being BSI Bank. The transfer was also authorized by Bank Nagara Malaysia, BNM, she said. On the day the transaction was to be executed, Ho said she received a remittance instruction from 1MDB Treasury Executive Stephanie Chow that the 1 billion US dollars will be remitted in two tranches, with 700 million US dollars going to JP Morgan SA and 300 million US dollars to an account at RBS Quartz Bank Limited and 300 million US dollars to an account at RBS Couch Bank Limited. The remittance instruction did not have the beneficiary name, Ho said. Following this, I received an email from Chow to inform me that the beneficiaries for the transfers were 1MDB Petro Saudi for the sum of 300 million US dollars and Petro Saudi International Limited for the sum of 700 million US dollars, she said. Chow also informed her that the name of the beneficiaries should not be included in the remittance instruction. Ho said she informed Tang and 1MDB CEO Cheryl Halmi that the beneficiary name must be included, but was told that they have been instructed to use this format where the name was left out. Typically, you will have an account number and a name, Ho explained. The name is meant to be a counter-check for the recipient bank in case the account number is erroneous. As a receiving bank, you will check the name and account number so they match and you don't deposit into the wrong account, she said. Ho also told Sharu and Casey if their remittance does not have a name, the bank will reject the transfer. I recall Tang mentioning that this was their lawyer's instruction and they wanted to follow it exactly, and if the transaction was rejected, they would take the risk, she told the court. Two days after the transaction was executed, RBS Couchbank got back to DBMB to disclose the beneficiary name, and Ho called and emailed Tang and Sharu to ask for the name to be released. Two days after the transaction was executed, RBS Courtsbank got back to DBMB to disclose the beneficiary name, and Ho called and emailed Tang and Sharo to ask for the name to be released. Sharo replied by stating that the beneficiary name of the account is Goodstar Limited, Ho said. I then asked Sharu why the name of the beneficiary is different from the name 1MDB had provided to DBMB on September 30, 2009. Sharu informed me that Goodstar Limited is a wholly owned subsidiary of Petro Saudi International Limited and they wanted the funds transferred directly to their subsidiary.
Goodstar is a company controlled by Joe Lowe and is incorporated in the Seychelles. Ho said that the DBMB had checked whether Goodstar was on any sanction list or on any money laundering watch list, but it yielded no result. We also trusted the representation of 1MDB. The CEO said it is a subsidiary and PetroSaudi wanted it to be transferred directly. We took it as good. We had no reason to not trust them, she said. One Aizuddin then asked her, given what she knows now after she was called to give her statement by the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission, what she thought had happened. What was implied was that it was a fraud, she said. Due to the change in the beneficiary name, Ho said 1MDB had to go back to BNM to clarify whether the remittance can go through as it differed from their original approval, she said. Raymond Yeo, CEO of DBMB, spoke to Wan Hanisa from BNM to obtain confirmation that BNM had no issue with the transfers going to two entities, that is, 1MDB Petro Saudi and also Petro-Saudi International Limited separately, she told Aizuddin. She informed Raymond that it is a business decision of 1MDB. In essence, we understood that BNM had no objection to the transfer. Ho said that the bank, however, did not ask for an updated board of directors instruction and when bank officials met the whole board around 2009 or 2010, nothing was said about the 1 billion US dollar remittance. With that, Ho was released from the witness stand. The trial will resume tomorrow morning. Thank you for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Malaysian Insight. It was written by Revati Supramaniam and I'm Patrick Till. Mm-hmm.